Hey everyone, and welcome to the Soul Anchor Podcast, where together we'll discover how to stay anchored in a storm and how to thrive. I've invited some friends that I deeply admire and whose authentic stories will encourage you to embrace hope when the waves crash. These are friends who have navigated some fairly deep waters of unthinkable circumstances, but they've arrived back on shore resilient and strong. We will also have a segment, what I call Anchor Coaching, We'll all answer your questions about what to do and how to stand strong in a storm and give some practical helps on how to navigate that. And we'll also be talking about just some fun things like staying sane, how to keep our sense of humor, how to stay distracted, so to speak, from the heaviness of the storm. And so hopefully that will be an encouragement to you as well. So I am your host, Cynthia Cavanaugh, and I am so glad you are here. So glad you're back with us this week for the Soul Anchor Podcast, and have I have a very special, incredible, amazing guest today, and I'm a little bit, just a little bit biased because she's not only a good friend, she's not only a work colleague, she's not only my travel buddy, but we're also related. We are first cousins. Yay, Andrea or Andy. Andrea, I, I get confused. I'm just like with me, Cynthia or Cindy. Like, what do you like me to call you, Andrea? You know what I like only you to call me? Is Annie. Annie. Okay. Yes. Annie. You, well, nobody else could call me that, but that goes way back. That does go way back. So it's such an honor to have. Andrea here. And so we're going to be talking about today about what it looks like to stick with what you know and not rely on your feelings when you're in a storm. And Andrea has been, Annie, Andrea, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just call you Andrea for that sake. Um, Andrea has been living this reality. And so she's learned these principles. And so I'm excited to have her to share with you. But let me introduce her officially here and tell you a little bit about my amazing cousin so you can get to know her a little bit. She is an award-winning author, an award-winning author, musician, speaker, and founder of Transcendent Ministries. She loves to encourage women to rise above their circumstances and take their rightful positions as precious daughters of the king. And isn't that the truth? So thank you, Andrea, for encouraging us to do that. She feels closest to God at the beach or on her property as she writes and shares her story with her heart wide open. She's traveled across the country to spread the message that no hurt is ever wasted as she shares her story of bold faith. She is currently the Director of Acquisitions with Redemption Press and helps inspiring new authors share their stories with the world. And one of the joys of her life is she is a Mimi to three beautiful grandchildren with a fourth coming any moment now, literally. Yes, literally. (laughs) Literally any moment. And I would have to say she's an award-winning author. We share that that wonderful award together with our book that we co-authored together, Live Bold, a devotional journal to strengthen your soul. And that's a whole other podcast interview in itself. We should do that later. But today we're going to 
talk about what it looks like to stick with what you know and not rely on your feelings. So Andrea, I'm just so honored to have you here. It's an honor to be here, cousin. For yeah. sure. You know, I call you cousin or do I call you Cindy or do I call you Cynthia? <laughs> you can call I'm me whatever. <laughs> you can call me whatever you like. So <laughs> I don't mind. So so let's talk about this, what it looks like to stick with what you know and not rely on your feelings, which is so hard when you're in a storm and what it means to completely trust God and having him take full surrender to our plans. So Andrea, what does this look like for you when you're in a storm or what has it looked like for you? Well, I know that no matter how much or how little we believe in God's promises in the middle of a storm, they're still true, mm. right? Yes. We don't have to see it in that moment. Um, we don't have to believe it. Um, we don't. We can feel that, hey, God's not here. I'm in the middle of it. I've been crying out to him. He's not answering my prayer. I feel alone. Doesn't mean he's not there, and it doesn't mean that his promises aren't still true. Okay. So you're you're, you're a teacher. You're a professor. So I saw a comment years ago that said um, something to the fact of uh the the teacher is always quietest during the test right so yes. right so he's not gonna you're, you're on your own you got to figure out the answers you got you're not gonna you can't ask for help you can't you know he's he's grooming you he's teaching you he's molding you right so just knowing that there is a purpose in that i think is one of the the, the first things that we have to understand and it's coming to the acceptance that he's always going to have his best for us whether yes. you know, here's the thing we, I, I always think i know it's best for me I've sure you do i know it's best for me years. too <laughs> shoes boots yes pens. um but the thing is is you know the older the older i get i just realize that i don't know anything <laughs> Really Isn't that the truth? The older we get, the older we get. Except for, I'll just sneak this in. My five-year-old granddaughter Lucy says yeah. she knows everything, and that she knows more than me. And I'm thinking, oh. okay, girl, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Well, I love that she has the confidence. That's the beautiful. Yes, that is beautiful. Yes. Um. So I um. I lost my train of thought. I'm so That's sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. I, I was, I was bad and I interrupted you, but here, let me oh. help bring us on track here. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about, you know, the teacher being quietest during the test, it just reminds me to about the story that I talk about often about Jesus is in the boat sleeping with the disciples. Right. So, and when we're in our hardest test in the storm, we're in that boat. And I have this image right now. I'm just going to say it. And I hope nobody thinks this is uh, inappropriate. <laughs> I have this picture in my oh, mind no. where I'm in the storm, the test, and I've got the pillow. I'm taking the pillow out for, it says he was resting his head, taking that pillow out and hitting him over the head like, what's the matter with you? Are you awake? <laughs> you know, but Look you know, God, that. yes, God can take that. He can take our frustration and our anger as we try to process, you know, the storm. But again, like you said, is the promises don't change whether you're in the storm or out of the storm. So it's sticking right. with what you know. Right. And what we know to be the truth and the truth is the word of God. Right. So you can look through it and you can read it and I could go, gosh, it's really hard for me to believe that right now because I'm not seeing it. 
or, you know, hey, it's really hard for me to feel this way that he loves me because I feel just so beaten up and I just feel so blah. But just because we feel that way, it doesn't mean it's the truth. It's no different right. than our spouses or our bosses or our friends or children that speak over our lives, oftentimes with words of criticism. Um, you know, there, there may be some truth to some of it, but it's just that we can't take the constructive criticism. But I think I'm speaking more to the people that, um, that it's not constructive criticism, that it's actual criticism, right? And that I have to tell myself, that's, you know, he, that may be what he feels or what she feels, but they're entitled to their opinion. But then I have to stop and ask myself, okay, God, is there any truth to that? And if there's not, then I say to myself, uh, that's not what God says about me. And I turn yes. to the Bible to say, no, it says you are this and you are this and you are this and you are this so that I don't have to take other people's words and 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 plant them on me right it reminds me of you know that sticky ball that sticks to like the mitt oh yes okay yes it reminds me of like you know you're standing on a stage and you're talking and everybody's out there and every little ball has something written on it like you're a failure you don't work hard enough you know you spend too much money you're all these different things that are thrown at you and when they throw it at you on the vest they're sticking and pretty soon you have these balls all over you and you can't even you know keep your back up straight because it's weighing you down so when you realize that your identity and who you are rests in who god says you are that they are just people with an opinion that's it yeah that's all they are but we put some at least for me i put so much so much of my identity and what people think of me because i'm a people pleaser that I let that kind of be my God, right? Until one day I took off all the balls and I turned the vest inside out. And then when people go to throw the balls at me now, they don't stick. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. It's just our perspective. It's just changing your perspective. That's it. Yes. I love that visual. And I think, you know, you brought up a couple of really great points is that when people speak words over in some of our you know, and back to the storm too, when people speak words over us that are so hurtful and there, there isn't, you know, a reconciliation or there's not a, a making of amends over that, or it's a difficult relationship. Let's just put it that way. It's really hard to, uh, to not allow that to impact you. Like you say, to let those balls stick on you. And so when we know and understand God's truth for ourselves and what he says about us in his word, and when we focus on the character of God, that's when those balls don't stick. But you know, the hardest storms that I have to say that I've been in are, are the ones that, that are relational, right? Those are the ones that are the hardest, the, the, the ones that, you know, when those kind of hurts have happened and it's so hard to get over that. And you know, we're very emotional creatures. God created yeah. us with emotion. And so it kind of lingers. And I don't know, Andrea, you and I've talked about this, you know, I'm a delayed processor. Yeah. So yeah. someone, you know, what might say something to me and then I'll be like, Oh, it's no big deal. Right. But then a day or so later, or even that night, the impact of those words, it's almost like someone throws a can of paint on me, you know, like in it, it hits me, but I'm, but I don't let it seep in. Right. But then it don't, just you don't have a mirror to see how much pain is on you. Until you right. Exactly. Yeah. That's 
I know. So when, so when we're in a, you know, when we're in a place like that, how do we get ourselves out of a funk? You know, because that's kind of, I know you and I both use that word funk, you know, when we get in a, a, an emotional funk, so to speak. And even here, we know up here, we know in our mind that it's might not be the truth, but it hasn't made its way down into our heart, you know? So how do you get yourself out of that? Like, what have you done practically speaking? What could you tell the listeners when you're in that place and it's just really difficult to, to move past that? What, what have you done that's helped you? Well, I'll tell you the first thing that I have done. And, and this is what has changed in the past because in the past, um, you know, I just allowed myself to stay in that funk for weeks, months at a time where, and I isolate means when my friends can't reach me, uh, they're like, something's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something seriously wrong. And I have some of them that say, we're like yesterday, I had a friend say, we're going to breakfast at 10 o'clock and I haven't seen you in nine months. We're going to breakfast at 10 o'clock and you're going to be there. And I'm like, that's a good friend. That's a good friend. (laughs) He's a great friend. And you know, and, and that was after three or four times of trying to get our schedule together. No, I can't go. I have a phone call at that Mm, time. Like I'm working at that time. So that was after months of even trying to plan an hour that I have free, but I can tell you and your listening audience that the number one thing I have learned today is that I need to give myself grace in that period. Mm, Because here's the thing, Right now, um, you know, you know, I'm working, walking through a really, really hard time in my life. And if I don't allow myself to feel, and I don't allow myself to mourn um, what I thought would be, um, I, I'm going to deal with it later. <laughs> it's going to come up yes, later, right? It's going to come back to bite so, you. So I have to allow myself grace to say, you know what? Today, I'm sad. Today, I'm sad. it's, it's, it's like, I think that because I'm, I'm usually such an outgoing, upbeat extrovert, like I want to, I get my fuel being around people and she is, she's a party. She's a party person. You want to have a party, you hang out with Andrea. I am. But the thing is, is it's, you feel so different when you're like, this isn't me. Like I'm withdrawing, Mm -hmm. I'm sad. So, you know, call that a funk. But the thing is, is that I get to decide how long I stay there. That's what I realize now, right? So That's I right. still, if, if I allow myself to stay there for weeks and months on end, then I can't be who God has called me to be. Mm, I can't really do my good. best for Redemption Press. I can't do my best for making sure I check in with my grandkids and do FaceTimes. I can't make sure I'm best for being there for friends who are sick um, and trying to comfort them. It's It's like, I just don't have the energy and I am so sad that I just don't want to be around anybody else to let them see me sad. Right. Because then they're going to start asking questions. Sure. And we don't want to answer the questions. (laughs) You just don't want to deal with it. So one, I allow myself grace, right? I allow myself to say, you know what? You can have a day. You can have a day. Let everyone know you're taking half a day or whatever. You want to sit and watch, you know, Hallmark movies. You want to just sit outside and read. You maybe you just want to take a nap for four hours, right? And not see the problem with me is when I would do that, I would feel guilty because I list, I consider, I guess what I'm trying to say is I consider how people love me based on the way I perform because that's sure, been my sure. 
my relationships with people in my life that I have to perform for them to love me. And so I feel like if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, laundry or wash the floor or call this person back or, you know, check in with my kids and I decide to take a nap for four hours, I'm like the worst person in the world. But that's, that's on myself. And that, that is not allowing myself grace. Um, Then what happens then? Then you even feel worse. Now your one day turned into two days and now your two days (laughs) turned into three days. So allow yourself the time to feel whatever it is. And don't ever forget when you're in the funk to say, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? That's good. That's good. So do you do that? So when you're that, do you talk to us a little bit about I know that you are a journaler and there might be some people out there that that's a way to get those feelings out. And, you know, actually before you answer that, you know, our mutual friend, Jody, Jody's been a great friend of Andrea's for years. And then through Andrea, I've become friends with her as well. And she talked about in a previous um, podcast interview uh, a few months ago about the importance of lament you know, lamenting. That's that funk word, right? That's kind of the old biblical word for grieving and and being sad is lament. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that we have not done a great job at as believers is not, is, is not in being in touch with our humanness, that we are human, that we're human, that God created us human. He created us with emotion and when things happen, when hard things happen, whether it be loss or disappointment, that, that there is a natural reaction that happens in our physical body and mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And that's okay. And I love what you said, that you allow yourself not to go days and days and months, otherwise that changes who you are, but you give yourself permission to grieve, to lament, to be sad, and to actually what you're doing though, Andrea, is and i've watched you do this is you're then you're taking time to to do things that fill you up things that um refill your spirit right like even and and even sometimes that means like watching a hallmark movie it refills it refuels you because it just kind of takes your mind off the problem i mean i remember my counselor said that once is that you need to do something like that at least 30 minutes a day to get your mind off of the heaviness of the situation that you're walking through. So, so one of the things you, I know that you do is journaling. So talk to us a little bit about that and how that works for you to, to kind of marry the two of being sad, lamenting, but also focusing on God's promises. Cause you do some really cool things with journaling. Yeah. 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 So I love to journal as you. Um, and uh, I think when we travel, Half of the weight of my suitcase is probably <laughs> journals <laughs> and pens, and you know, and it's so funny because when we put all of our stuff out together, she's like, "Look at the new sparkle ones I got," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, look at these!" It's 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 fun. We're just like you know, 12 years old again, you know, in our yes in, you know, bunk beds or something. So yes. Um. Anyway, for me, I I love to journal when I am listening to a podcast or. I'm reading through the word or I'm going through a devotional study. Um, A lot of times when I watch sermons, either like on YouTube or online, you know, uh, Charles Stanley, um, uh, what are some of the other ones? Dr. Rick Warren. A bunch of other, you know, what'd you say? 
Rick Warren, that's yes, a big Rick one for Warren, you. Absolutely. Yes. When you're watching some of those, Joyce Meyer, those kind of things, and, and I just, when, it, when I turn it on, here's the funny thing. The other day I was in my family room and I had all my journals and stuff out and I didn't even know why I brought them out there. And I just turned on the TV and up popped, you know, Joyce Meyer. And she just started talking. I'm like, I never even have it on this channel. Why is it on this channel? But it was on that channel for an mm. exact reason why it was on the for, channel. For so sure. I, I just, even sometimes when I just don't feel like I don't even know what to write or say, um, I will just write down the verses that she writes down so that I can look them up later. Sure. Um, but I just write down words, like just words and I'll color them and I'll put a circle around them. I'll get out my um, pens and I'll put glitter sparkles. I mean, I'll just make it all, you know, I don't want to say foo-foo-y, but you make some flowers. Well, foo-foo, yes, right. And just be creative. Right. But it might only be one word on the page, right? But when I go back through that, I know exactly what that was about. And I know exactly what I was feeling when I wrote it. And I know what the star is for. I know what the heart's for. I know what the cup is for. Whatever whatever I drew um, had had to do with what I was walking through. And I always put the date. I always put the date because I want to look back and go, this is what I felt during this time, right? And two years yes. later, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I feel differently now because I don't feel that way anymore. But what? But the promise is still true. What sure. she's saying is still true because we're not going to feel this way what we're feeling right now forever. We're, we're not. Um, this too shall pass, right? When, that's when, right. When My favorite part, verse. And it came to pass. <laughs> right. And I know that that's easy to say, um, you know, when, you know, you haven't lost somebody or you're walking through a really hard time. I know, I know that's really easy to say. And one thing I wanted to also add is, you know, I think what's really hard, it made me think when you know, we say we want to give us ourselves permission is that I think a lot of times our friends don't know what to say. Yes, um, and they just they come out with, you know, all things happen for a reason. Yes. God never lets anything be wasted. And, you know, it's like, yes, I know that. <laughs> I That's know when that. you want to smack sad. them. Right. <laughs> That's but when I'm you... sad right now. I know yeah. that I'm still sad. Right. Right? Jesus knew it and he was still angry. Right. But the thing is, is that the, the friends that you know, I, I actually have, have, I had friends come back to me and say like, thank you for saying that because I didn't realize I was doing that. I should have just mm -hmm. said to you, I'm sitting in the sadness with you. Yes. I'm, just, I'm sitting with you. I'm standing in the gap with you, Andrew. I'm going to let you be sad, but I just want you to know that I'm here. I won't bother you during the next couple of days, but I'm just going to text you and let you know I love you. That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's all I need. It's, it, it's not so much that I don't need to hear everything is going to be all right because i just think people have great intentions they just sometimes sure well they care they yeah. they right. want you to feel better they they want you know women are great we want to fix that's our first inclination is we want to fix sure. people we want to you know we'll do flowers or we'll you yeah. know send a card because we want yeah chocolate you know whatever it is we want people to know that we care and and you know there's times there's appropriate times for for giving people you know those very important verses too but in yeah. in the moment you know it's better received if <laughs> if you sure, just say sure. you know i love my mom to bits but my my mom as you know i've shared passed away a few years ago and she she was a great one and she she struggled with empathizing so i could always count on her to give me a verse 
And I would just smile and say, thank you, mom. And then I'd be like, all right, she got to just be sad with me, you know, but that's okay. That's just who she was. And, you know, and one of the things that like I bringing this up because, you know, you put the date and you're writing down the journal of what you're writing. And, and, you know, as tough of as a relationship that I had with my mom, the one thing I do have great respect for and great admiration as we just cleaned out my dad's house because we we moved him and Andrea you know this but my sister and I found you know journal after journal after journal of dates and mostly it was her prayer her prayer journal and prayer requests and so those are the kinds of things when you're journaling and you're you know drawing that you leave behind that those are things that your kids and your grandkids are gonna read and see right and uh that's a beautiful legacy right there that they know that that as hard as life is at times that you were standing on the promises of God and that that's what allowed you to uh, surrender. So you talk about your friends and, you know, letting them know where you're at and you kind of have the friend that says, come on, we're going to go to breakfast, kind of understands how you're wired. So how has your tribe of friends helped you navigate through the hard times through the storms and what is what are some of the things that have been helpful to you as they've helped you navigate well before i answer that question i just it's funny because i had just um highlighted this that i wanted to share and it was exactly what you were saying about like leaving a legacy because i know that is what your one of your um biggest things is to make sure that people know how to leave a legacy for our children our children's children and that we leave a mark on this earth because really at the end, we can't take anything with us, but our soul. So (laughs) it's so important, but what it is, is it comes from Psalm 145, three through seven. And it says, the Lord is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Mm. One generation will declare your works to Mm. the next. Yes. Will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and glorious majesty and your wonder, wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts, and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. And I love that. This is why, you know, you and I do what we do with Redemption Press too, right? I mean, ultimately getting the story out there, right? Because for generations and generations, generations and generations to come where everybody has a story everybody everybody's story is important but i feel like god calls people to share whether you can share whether you're an author you can share in the laundromat with a friend sitting next to you i mean we all grocery store yes right yeah so getting back to your question um i have been extremely extremely blessed with amazing people that god has put around me um you know um I'm going to get emotional now. (laughs) It's okay. Because, um, especially you, Cindy, because um, as a little girl, you know, I I always looked up to you and I always admired you. I wanted to be you someday, right? You and I both have a gift for music. And um, I sing my first solo in Church 11. And um, you, you too, as a little girl, you know, you sang, played the guitar, played the piano, traveled with singers all over, all over the country. And, um, I was like, that's what I want to be someday. Someday I want to, want to be that. And 
and that started from our grandmothers to our mothers yes and so it true. continues to our children and our grandchildren um and having you in my life to be able to walk through hard times and to not always tell me exactly what i want to hear right because <laughs> <laughs> we do have those friends right we do have those friends but you also know that when you really want to know something right mm. you go to the people that are going to tell you straight up what it is mm. and a lot True. of times it's not what you want to hear but it's the truth um and the truth is hard and and the thing is is that, that you might not be at that point of acceptance but god will bring those people into your life to keep to keep loving you and keep nurturing you and keep speaking the good truth and the good things over your life reminding you of who you are reminding you of your identity mm. um i surround myself with friends like that um and it's so amazing because I just want to share two things with you really quick. So, um, you know, Debbie moved away, Alsdorf, you know, moved away yes. to yes. Um, Arizona. And she was only 20 minutes, 30 minutes from my house. And it's sad because we've gotten to be closer friends now that she moved. I wish she would have done it earlier while she was still here. But she just sent me a text message this morning and she said, you know, I have you on my heart today for some reason. I just want you to know in my quiet time, as I was crying out to God, you, you specifically brought you specifically to my heart. Hmm. Um, and when you have friends like that, that do that and you pray, and then you send that message to them, you guys, I can't tell you how much that touched me because she doesn't know exactly what I'm walking through today, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. Okay. And I believe that there's no coincidences, right. <laughs> coincidences in that, 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 that is 100% God driven, a hundred percent. The difference is we have to be obedient with what God is asking us to do. Like yes. people say, yes. oh, that's crazy. That girl's going to think I'm crazy if I tell her that I was, you know, she told me to pray for her or whatever. No, it's not because she needs to know that God told you to pray for her because that's yes. what filled her faith, right? Like, oh my gosh, God does really hear me, right? Um, and that builds faith and it builds trust and it builds more of a deeper relationship with God that he does hear, even if you don't see it, right? The second thing I wanted to share with you was we talked earlier before we started this podcast that, um, you know, being a um, director of acquisitions with Redemption Press, a lot of times I'm the very first contact. So I had an author that I was speaking to this morning that um, sadly had been taken advantage of about 10 years ago by another publishing company. And she was very scared to jump into it again. I mean, just very kind of created, sure. right? And, and rightfully so. Um, and she just shared with me, she doesn't know anything about me. She doesn't know anything about my circumstances. She and I have been going back and forth for about four months. And she said to me today, um, you know, about two months ago, I got on my knees and I said, God, just whatever you want me to do, you just have to tell me who to go with and I'll go, go with it. And she says, and God told me clear as day that I'm supposed to trust you. That I'm supposed to trust you. Wow. That I'm supposed to go with Redemption Press. Wow. People that are going to help me. So she said, and, and you know, as sheep, we know the shepherd's voice, right? Yes. There's no doubt when we know that. So that's kind of what she was saying. Then she said to me, um, which comes out of Genesis 12, 3, and she said to me, God will bless those who bless you, and God will curse anyone who curses you. 
Those were her words, but I want to read to you the script, actual scripture, Genesis 12, 3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Yes. Okay? And I about lost my mind because then I started bawling and crying. I could barely mm. keep myself together. And she's like, oh my gosh. And I said, I just have to share something with you. I said, I am walking through a really, really hard time in my marriage and having it fall apart in front of me. And a lot of things I'm thinking aren't fair as I look at how everything's playing a part. And what she said to me that if people choose to bless you, he's going to bless those people. But if people choose to curse you or do things ungodly and not justly, then he's going to take care of that. Andrew, you yes. don't need to take care of it. That's how I took it, right? It's not for you to worry about, sweetheart. Right. You just keep blessing people. You just keep doing what you're doing. Keep being yourself. Keep honoring me. Keep being obedient. And you will be blessed. Because it says, if I bless people, right? Yes. Yes. Too, I will be blessed as well as people blessing me. So I just shared it with her. And she's like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And, and I, with me. And I can't tell you, Cindy, how many times that has happened to me. And then she said, can I pray over you? And she oh. spent the last five minutes just praying. I was a mess. Literally 10 minutes before I had to jump on this interview with you. But it was so unique that we can talk about that today, that that's what God does. You know, I have a lot of people say, I don't have a tribe. I don't have a tribe because that's okay. If you create a God and ask him to bring people to you and ask you, he, he will. He, he's, <laughs> he promises he's going to take care of us. Yes. Yes, he does. Well, you know, the, and that's such a beautiful story. I mean, when you told that to me, I was like, Oh God, you are so good. I mean, you are so good. You, you just, you know, exactly what we need when we need it, when we're in the middle of a storm. And I had something similar in a different way happen to me years ago. um, When we had first moved to Canada and we've since moved back to the States, but when we first moved there and I was in the middle of a clinical depression and, you know, everything was new, you know, left Jeremy behind everything. And I can remember praying one day and saying, God, I just really need to know that you're here. I don't, I don't sense your presence. I'm lost. I'm just lonely. I'm sad. And I was just, I just really need, I'm just being selfish, God. I need some tangible way to know that you are with me. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, later on that day, the doorbell rang. And I was expecting something, somebody, somebody to show up at the door. I can't remember for what, but, but it wasn't the person I thought was coming. It was the florist. And they had this huge bouquet of gorgeous flowers. And when I saw that, I just started to cry because, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't know who they were from and, but it just immediately, I remembered what I had said to God. I need to see a tangible way to know that you love me. So when I took the card and the poor florist was like, okay, here's your flowers. Goodbye. Like lady, I don't know. You know I don't want to be a part of what's going on here. Yeah, right. And I remember reading the card and the card said, this is just to remind you today of how much God loves you. Oh it was God. it was someone from our former church. She wasn't a friend. She was just an acquaintance, and God had put her, me on her heart to do that. Yep. And you know, I'll never forget that. You know, 
God loves us so much. He's so good. He knows what we need. And as we're being faithful and leaning in close to him in the storm and trusting him, like you said, he is going to do that through people. You know, that's why we need people. But one of the things I wanted to, to bring out here, Andrea, is that, you know, you, you, you encourage us to pray for people, you know, to come into our life, which is true, right? But I think one of the reasons that you have such a great tribe in your life is because you are an incredible friend to people. Oh. You have, well, it's true. You have a servant's heart. You don't just show up for the parties. You are there for people that are genuinely hurting. And, you know, and sometimes I, when I ask you, what are you going to do today? And she, you know, she tells me and I'm thinking, how does she have time to do that? But you know what? She makes time for that. You're such a good friend to people. And so it's no surprise to me that when you are struggling yourself, that you have people that will come around you because it's, you know, people, we need each other. You know, we help each other. That's what friends are for. That's what good, loyal friends uh, do for each other. But, you know, we could talk about this for ever. And I know when we travel together, oh my goodness, we don't get to bed till the middle of the night the first night because we're just catching up and everything. But I love to ask my listeners. So you're no exception. I know some things about you. Uh, well, I know a lot of things about you. I could tell this, you know, I'm always asking the guests, what is something fun that we could, you know, ask you about? And I was really surprised what you put down here on the paper, but I'm going to let you tell us about it. So yeah, I'm sure there's a number three and I'm thinking it has to do with stealing your um, dessert. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, yeah. So what are what are a couple of things that are fun about you that people wouldn't necessarily know? Well, um, I wear hearing aids and I don't think a lot of people know that. And you would never know. Here's the funny thing is that when I was in elementary school, I remember that little um, bus that they would bring in where everybody sits in there and puts those big black microphones on it. Every time okay. you leave, you're supposed to raise your hand, right? The oh yeah, test. the hearing test. And right. So I would look around at all the other little kids whenever they would raise their hand. I would raise my hand. So apparently, I passed every year because <laughs> that did that was that was uh, nobody ever said I had a hearing problem. But come to find out, it is hereditary. And um, my mom, my grandmother, my daughter, myself, my oldest son. Um, when I first, when I, I, I think. I think for me, it, I was in denial, right? It's like, I'm not wearing a hearing aid. Of you know? course. <laughs> you know, you're thinking this big, huge thing around, or I wear my hair up. I'm not That's that for old show. people. But <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think I was probably 42 or so, 43. And I was sitting in the bank, and it was our business bank. And you actually like, sit down in front of the desk and do your transactions. And I sat down, and I was... I was talking with the guy for 15 or 20 minutes and I got back to my car. I have absolutely no idea what we talked about. Oh. I have absolutely no idea because see, you get good at, I mean, I can read lips and boy, if I didn't have these hearing aids now with the mask epidemic, everybody putting them, yeah, sure, I would sure. seriously not know anything, hear anything. But um, I got to the car and I thought, okay, you know, you laugh when they laugh, you learn to just, I mean, you just learn to just, figure it out but after that I said I have to do it and another reason was they're very expensive and the insurance doesn't yeah happen. sure so oh they're horribly expensive the first time I put them in I went out in my backyard and I sat in one of the chairs out back and I started crying and I go I'm thinking like why am I crying I'm like I, we have crickets we have 
crickets back here? Mm. Like, no, it's Aww. just, it's so, a frog. I heard a frog. I'm like, I didn't know we had a frog that lives in our backyard. It's just amazing the things that you miss, right? Sure. Um, and I, and I just wanted to say something funny. Um, when we traveled together, Cindy, was just <laughs> gonna, I was just going to say yeah, that. Go ahead. You tell it. Me, right? You it's tell it. You'll say is you have your ears in, right? Because she's not going to even go in wasting her breath saying over and she knows she's going to have to say it a second time, right? But I remember one morning um, I saw the hall light <laughs> on and I go, oh, I mean, I saw the bathroom light on. I was like, oh, well, she's already up. Because, um, you know, I take the close, the far, the darkest part of the room that's the farthest away. And so I go, oh, she's already up. Maybe she's just, you know, using the restroom. And so I put my hearing aids in. She was drying her hair. I did not even hear the hair dryer going. I mean, that's how bad it is. And what's so sad about that is that when my good friends, my tribe, my girls from high school mm. for 30, 35 years found out that I had a hearing problem, you know what they said to me? They go, Andrea, we thought you were just always mad. Or oh no or rude right because if you don't hear somebody right you just turn and walk away sure. my best best friend she's like i just thought you were mad or you were and how horrible i felt all these oh. years that they think that i'm that kind of person because if you don't hear especially if your back is turned to me and not facing me i definitely am not sure hear. sure and then you say something to someone and then they just walk away <laughs> sure. well i've had that happen a few times but i but i know but what's great when we travel too is because i mean i have to admit i do snore so whenever i always feel sorry for the person i have to share her with but Andrea and I are great. She doesn't hear anything. In fact, I can get up and get ready. I'm no, not disturbing her if I get up first. And, you know, so it, it works great for us. But, oh, Andrea, then you have one more something fun. I didn't really know this about you, really, honestly, that you have a phobia of sharks. Well, I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, that to me seems pretty normal, but I mean, no, but it's to the extreme. Okay. To the okay, extreme. So when my, so first of all, my dad took us all to see Jaws 1, 2, and 3 when we were kids and it completely, <laughs> absolutely traumatized me. I think that's terrible. Like, I'm going to talk to my uncle about that. Yeah, like, what was he thinking? It should because. <laughs> The thing is, is that's why I will never go parasailing. That's why I will never go in a boat bigger than a huge ship. That's why I, when my children were little and they would go to the ocean, like they would, and I'd say, don't go past your knees. I'm like screaming, like to go body surf. No, my kids cannot. My kids never went swimming in the ocean, at least not on my watch because, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, they, and let me tell you, when they have Shark Week on TV, right? Yes, I do watch it. And my friends say, well, why do you watch it if you can't stand sharks? Because that only validates why I don't, I don't like sharks. Right? Sure. See this, see that, see that. And, you know, I'm in Northern California. So, you know, here yes. in Santa Cruz and around, you know, San Francisco, that, that is a huge, a huge, huge, huge area um, where there's great whites. So, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I love I going to the beach, but I don't go in the water. No, I don't either. I, I don't really, we don't have time for my story about sharks. Maybe I'll tell it another time. But yes. <laughs> I'm with you on that cousin. I don't really like sharks either. So where can have a number three for me? Oh, nah, <laughs> we'll get you the next time. We'll get you the next time. How's that? So where can people find you? 
Well, I am right now in the middle of redoing my website. Um, so when it is up and running, it is going to be andreatomasi.com. But you can also see um, what Cindy and I do with Live Bold um, at livingbold.org. You can find stuff about us there. Um, if you were interested in uh, writing or getting a writing coach or just finding out what Redemption Press has to offer as far as sharing your story with the world, um, you can reach out to me at andrea at redemption-press.com. Yes, and where where can they find your book or our book? Our book. I'm interviewing you, so where can they find yeah. your book? They can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, on the, if you go to redemption-press.com, you can actually um, order the book there, or you can send me an email if you'd like one signed, and I can send you an invoice and you can get it from me personally, so. Yeah. Ooh, a signed copy. And she has the most beautiful handwriting too. Oh, I just, we were, we were signing books the first year, the first season or a couple of months it was out and Andrea's got her, all her little pens. We're standing there. People are waiting and she's picking it. And I'm just like, girl, like we've got so many people here. I'm like, I'm getting tired. So she, she's got all this beautiful handwriting and I'm just, hey, it was my like, first barbecue. I'm like, <laughs> I'm writing a whole thing. Like, Hey, thank you for coming. Like she's like, you do not have time to write all that. Like, yes. We're going to be here all night. Yes. No, no, it was great. It was great. It was awesome. Well, thanks cousin. So fun to have you. We'll have you again for sure. We someday we're going to do a, our podcast together yes, our series, but we're trying to work through some other things here and uh, stay tuned for hearing about that later on. Yeah, absolutely. So great it's to have you today. Work with and, you and to be in ministry with you. Such an oh, honor. Why don't you pray? I'd love it for you to pray for our listeners. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Father God, uh, we just come before you today uh, to every listener um, listening today, Lord, that you would just have them walk away from listening today, uh, Lord, knowing how precious, how precious of a daughter that they are to you, Lord, that despite the things that are spoken over us and the things that we feel about ourselves, that those are mere words, Lord, and that your truth, what the word of God says about us is that is who we need to claim our identity, Lord. That when we start to slip down that slippery slope, Lord, I pray that we would be able to reach out to um, people in our tribe um, to pray over us, to um, be there for us, to stand in the gap when we're feeling sad, and to also have that grace, Lord, to just be okay with what we're feeling in that moment, to embrace it, to acknowledge it, to accept it, and then just to let it go. Um, and I just pray that you would be with Cindy and this amazing um, anchored podcast, Lord. She has such a heart for you and such a heart for um, helping women um, lead through the storms, Lord, and get through these storms in their life that, you know, we are going to experience for, you know, the rest of our life here on earth, this side of heaven. So I thank you for her leadership. I thank you for her friendship, um, her devotion, and her love. Um, for me personally and for um, all of you listening. So I just pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. 
I'm so happy when I can spend time with my cousin Andrea. She is one of the most tender-hearted, thoughtful, generous, kind-hearted people that I know. And it's just an honor to serve with her and do ministry together. And we're cousins. <laughs> we're family. So it's just a lot of fun. It's just a really wonderful gift that God has given us in this time in our lives uh, when our kids are grown and we're both grandmas. And it's just a lot of fun. So I hope that was encouraging to you today as we were talking about our truth versus feelings. And, you know, thinking about that, there's a lot of strong feelings going around right now as we are just about little over three weeks before our national election. And I don't know about you, but, you know, some days I'm waking up fairly heavy hearted just with you know, when I turn on the news and everything we've been seeing this year, 2020 has been a a banner year for all kinds of things we would never expect. And it's been hard. It's been hard on a number of levels for everyone and some of us more than others. And it's been a challenging year and we are up against some significant changes and, you know, that are in the days ahead, uh, most likely. And So what do we do? So um, about a week ago or so, 10 days ago, I was just praying about this and talking to God about it. And I really felt like God impressed upon me and just really encouraged me and challenged me on a deeper level that, you know, how much was I really praying into what's going to be happening in the next three and a half weeks about the leaders and those that are in authority over us? How often do I pray for them? Um, And how am I praying for the election process and all of those things? And so I just really felt like God put that on my heart that I needed to take some time every single day to pray. I needed to humble myself and to pray and just and repent, actually repent that I have not been a person of prayer for my country and my community. At times I have. But I haven't done it on a consistent basis like I really should have. And, you know, it's easy because we get busy. We get busy with our families, with our relationships. We get busy ministry at church and we get busy doing all kinds of great things for God. But it's really important. feel like, you know, more and more, it's so important that we spend time at least a few minutes um, here and there to be praying for our communities and you know we want to see change and you know social media so many rants on it about politics right now and it's really disconcerting and I think what what is hardest to read on the social media and sometimes I'm just I can't even do it anymore because it just upsets me so much is just seeing Christians attacking one another over our views and I you know that is just so (laughs) I don't know what to say it's just so hard to listen to that we somehow we've taken our filters off at social media that we can say whatever we want and and in not being considerate of other people's thoughts or feelings or having a healthy debate I guess is what I'm trying to say and you know I just think God calls us to a higher standard and when we're praying and I've been guilty of you know giving my opinion probably in a way that's not really God honoring at times too and and the key to that really is just 
to reflect and to pray. Reflect and pray and ask God how he wants us to pray and for our communities. And change starts with us. We want to see change. It has to start with us. It has to start with me. It has to start with my own home, my relationships, in my community, how much I care for my own community, my neighborhood. It starts right around us. And so I guess for our anchor coaching time today, and as you know, I've been giving you questions the last several weeks, and I just want to invite you um, to join with me between now for this next month and just prayer for our country, prayer for our nation. As we know, this week is a critical week as well. They are having hearings for the nominee for the Supreme Court appointee, and we're leading up days leading up to the election as well and so just i just want to encourage you to take time if you can just for a moment or two a day and just praying for what's ahead and asking god how you can pray i know that he's i'm trying to pray certain scriptures um um, over what's in reflection every day as much as possible and God's also laid it on my heart that I that I needed to fast something. And so chocolate is a big deal for me. And so I decided that, oh, do I want to do chocolate? Okay, I'm going to do chocolate. I'm going to do chocolate through next, um, the beginning of next month, through the time when we would be voting on November 3rd. And I just feel like that's a, that's a sacrifice that I need to make. Um, I know that sounds funny because we can live without chocolate. But chocolate is very important. I, I love it, and it's a go-to thing. So when I'm feeling like I need that, I'm, I'm trying to remember to stop and pray and pray for those in authority over me and my family and my community and uh, the leaders that God has placed locally and statewide and nationally and be in prayer for that and intercede and link arms with other brothers and sisters who are doing the same. And so if you'd like to join me, I would love to invite you to do that. I'd love to invite you to think about praying every single day, spending some time praying, maybe taking something out of your life, fasting, that will help remind you of uh, the need to pray. And let's just join together. Let's be part of the intercessory warriors for our uh, nation and our communities and those in our neighborhood and our local authorities and you know we might not like what's going on and there's a lot of really hard stuff going on there's a lot of division there's a lot of hate going back and forth in the political world right now and it's really hard to listen to I know I struggle with it I just I just want to go la 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 and not even (laughs) deal with it but I live here I'm alive and I need to be responsible and make sure that I am interceding uh, for our those that are in authority over us and not ignore that and so join me would you join me let's pray together and let's just believe and we just need to trust God I need to trust God I think that's the bottom line what God really spoke to me and my heart's been so heavy and no matter what the outcome no matter if we like who's on our ballots local nationally statewide no matter what we like the outcome after November 3rd the bottom line I think more than believing God has a plan in it which we know if God if we, if we believe God is sovereign there is purpose in it but more than that I guess the question that's been posed to me that God has laid on my heart is do I trust him 
do I trust him? Do I trust him for the future of my family, my children, my grandchildren, for our country, our nation, my community? Do I trust him? Do I trust God on that everyday level? And that's really what it comes down to is the bottom line is we do our part and we do what God asks us to do. We listen, we obey him. And then do we trust him? Do we trust that he is sovereign overall and that he is moving things into place to bring apart, to bring about his purposes here on earth? And so that's my encouragement for you, my challenge for you. And I hope that you'll join me and I look forward to seeing you for another episode of the Soul Anchor podcast next week. And we'll have some anchor thoughts together next week. And so I will see you later. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Soul Anchor. Grab a friend and join our community at thesoulanchor.com. That's thesoulanchor.com to receive the show notes and resources to help you through your personal storm. If you've been encouraged today, would you please consider leaving a review, subscribing or sharing this podcast, or maybe even all three? I'd be ever so grateful. Until next time, remember, you are not alone. God is for you and you will get through this.